And what they found is that if you worry a lot or have sort of overwhelming demands from a partner or children, you have a 50 to 100% increased risk of dying during that 11-year period. Arguing with your spouse may literally be killing you. Dr. Noelle Nelson explains the research. Stay tuned. We have a ridiculous limited time wine club special going on right now. Go ahead, open your browser while you're listening to this. Visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link to find out the details. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always amazing Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of the listeners don't uh, know our schedule or anything like that, um, but we record all the time and uh, – Doing, we're doing this recording um, at the very beginning of September, and so we haven't actually spoken in several weeks, which is like a really long time for us. Uh, so it's nice to be it's nice to be chatting again. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure as well. Um, so you actually sent over this really fascinating study um, about fighting and your health, and. We all know that constant conflict isn't good for your health and marital fights can take their toll. And I mean, we, we know this. It's, it's, it's common sense. Um, but what is really fascinating about this study out of Denmark, um, and specifically it's done by Dr. Ricky Lund and, uh, colleagues at the University of Copenhagen. It shows that people who experience conflict in their close relationships always or often were two to three times more likely to be dead just 11 years after the study, as opposed to those who reported uh, experiencing conflict just seldom or sometimes. Right. And, you know, they weren't being murdered or stuff (laughs) like that. Uh, And they were of all ages. It's not like they did a study on 90-year-olds who could be expected to, uh, you know, transist somewhere in the next 11 years. This was all ages. Um, And people were dying of the usual stuff. In other words, cancer and heart disease and and that sort of thing. Yeah. That, I mean, 11 years. I mean, that's a, you, you're, a marital conflict, a regular marital conflict is cutting off a decade from your life. Okay. So this is, (laughs) this is an awful statistic, but, um, but beyond recommending to our leader, uh, listeners, uh, to, keep their fighting at a minimum, uh, which is, you know, something we try to preach all the time on the podcast and, and on the website. Is there any other way we can benefit from it? Yes, there is absolutely, Steve. And it's one that I don't think many of us would think of sort of intuitively, which is the first thing to do is take better care of yourself, you and you. And the way to do that is to understand why you fight in the first place. See, we don't generally get combative or confrontational unless there's some sort of underlying fear. And it can be fear of losing something important to us, 
Maybe that's a thing or an idea or a person. It could be a friendship. It could be time with a family member or your spouse. Or a fear for our personal safety, which boils down to the the sort of holy grail, which is survival. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is one people don't think of a lot, which is the fear of losing our freedom in some way. I'm not talking about major things like going to jail. I'm talking about maybe by having to restrict your behavior or not do something that you'd like to do. So that's three basic fears, if you will. Fear of losing mm-hmm. something important. Fear for your personal safety, fear of losing your freedom in some way. So if you find yourself being confrontational or defensive fairly often, you know, in your marriage, even if you're not having like major or the roses type fights, ask yourself, what am I afraid of losing? What's the fear? So that rather than have the fight, you can take care of yourself. You can see if there's some way you can answer your fear before a confrontation even erupts. Mm. And, and can you give an example of that? Sure. Let's say it's your second marriage and you have kids from your first. Very common scenario. Your new spouse is grousing about the time you spend every other weekend in quality time alone with your kids from the first marriage. Well, don't wait till you're fed up hearing about it and then demand that your mate grow up and suck it up because kids will always come first. Instead, ask yourself, just you and you, what are you afraid of? Well, it's, you know, kind of obvious. You're afraid of losing quality time with your kids. So what would taking care of yourself look like? Well, you'd have to start, Steve, by acknowledging your fear to yourself. That's step number one. And we often completely overlook that. Mm -hmm. We go directly into the fight. So you acknowledge your fear to yourself. Heck, you know, oh, gosh, I I really, I'm scared. I I don't want to lose this precious time with my kids. And then you have a conversation, something we do a lot in Hitched. It's, It's You have that conversation with your spouse. It says something like, I need to spend time alone with my kids on the weekends. It provides me with the assurance that they're growing up okay and I can help where they're not. What do you need from me so that you're okay with that? Mm-hmm. And you'd say all this in a calm, caring way, no defensiveness, no sarcasm, no attitude. And that is what taking care of yourself would look like. Mm. And I, I, I guess thinking of this, I can think of another scenario where um, like money is a big point of contention with couples and I can sure. I can understand a fear of let's say perhaps not saving enough for retirement, and you see your spouse is spending, um, and it doesn't I guess it doesn't even necessarily mean that they're overspending for what they can afford. They're just not mm-hmm. investing in the future per se. So mm-hmm. while you're not going into debt now, um, you're not investing in the future, and I can I could I could foresee fights. Uh, that would erupt where one spouse is constantly saying we need to put mo- more money into our retirement and the other spouse like we mm-hmm. it, it's fine it's fine um so i guess in this scenario um it would be addressing the fear of sitting down and maybe trying to explain to your spouse where this fear comes from and like what the the numbers might look like in 20 30 years when you retire and how you couldn't live on what you're putting away at the moment or something along those lines? Well, 
that would certainly be one way of approaching it, but that would probably get your spouse defensive again. And so reach back into yourself for what is the essential fear? And the essential fear is I will be a bag lady. Mm. I will be homeless. We will be homeless. We will have to eat cat food or worse. We will be dependent on the too rare kindness of strangers, etc. And that is, frankly, a major fear for a lot of people. And so rather than come with sort of the, the, the obvious layer of we're not putting enough aside for retirement, here's what the numbers are, here's what we need to put aside, that's all that wonderful logical stuff, but it's step two. Okay. I'm on step one, which is the take care of yourself step. And so it would be more to come with, and it's, it's a three-part um, setup, if you will. By the way, the I, first I, is, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you really quick. This is such, like, and we've talked about this recently in the past, about how men and women approach problems differently. And mm-hmm. I totally gave you the man's fix it issue like the the fix and solution of we need to save more retirement so just put this money away and you got to the emotional side of it which is why do you fear that so much and this is exactly what we talked about just a couple episodes back it's so funny yep, yep. and what it comes down to is whether you're a man or a woman there is going to be a fear underneath this yes it's the way of coping with it which is different exactly but i strongly i strongly urge to come at it with you know this kind of three part setup which is to say well what do you need ask yourself what do you need before you talk to your spouse say i need to feel comfortable that when you and i are 85 we are going to be living in a comfortable situation. And that would provide me with a sense of security that I'm not feeling right now. Mm-hmm. What do you need from me so that we can look at this together? Okay. Now, I'm not fighting. I'm yeah. acknowledging the fear, but I'm not making it look like I'm crawling on the ground wailing. Yeah. And I'm not blaming anybody for anything. I think that's a big one, not not blaming, yeah. because it, no. it's it's very easy to devolve into an argument when you start yeah. saying like you're spending too much money because that's an immediate right. attack on the on your spouse. Right. Instead, it's it's really I need, and then you address whatever it is I need to feel. So it's, it's the opposite. What's the opposite of the fear? The the opposite of the fear of being a bag lady, and I use bag lady because I've been to, to that thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Is well, I want to feel comfortable as I age. Yeah. So you go with that. I need to feel comfortable as I age. Not I'm scared witless of being out in the streets because your mate will probably say, well, that's ridiculous. That'll never happen. You know, that mm-hmm. just either either gender will say that. Whereas the, the truth of it is you want that fear dressed. I, I, I want to feel comfortable as, as we march on through life together, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, what will that provide for you? What would that? that well, that would provide for one, you wouldn't say this, but I won't bitch at you now, but it's, it would provide a sense of security because that's really what you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? And then the question is, what do you need from me? That's a real important part of it. What do you need from me? So we, sitting side by side, so we can work on this together. Mm. I think that's so I'm gr- not even saying, yeah, I'm not even saying you doofus, you haven't been saving up to now or anything yeah. else. Yeah. That's a great point too because uh, w- this is a relationship between two people and 
they both have a stake in the outcome. And so to get the other, like to take personal responsibility of your role, even though you're trying to change the actions of your spouse, I think making, acknowledging that is hugely important. And then what it opens up, Steve, the door that it opens is that maybe your thought for how to accomplish this this has always been to stick money in a savings account. That's Mm -hmm. what your parents did. That's what your sister does. That's what you see. But maybe your spouse has a totally different idea. Maybe he, let's say it's a he, sees, well, what about buying an annuity? Mm -hmm. What about looking into a reverse mortgage? Depending on how old you guys are and if you have a home. But in other words, he may have entirely different ideas on how this this need can be answered. And by the way, you would never even know that if if you just launched into yeah. an argument. No. You would not. Um th- that makes a lot of sense and so I can see how addressing the fears before they turn into a fight can help so we don't die a decade too soon. <laughs> um, a lot of years <laughs> yeah that is a lot of years and those hopefully are some pretty good years um, uh, anyways so is there anything else that the research can offer us or teach us yes and this was an interesting sort of um, uh, has n- not so much to do with fighting but you'll see the relationship because after all what does fighting do it raises stress levels that's really what it does mm-hmm. And so the researchers asked, in your everyday life, do you feel that any of the people you're in close relationship with, especially spouses and family, demand too much of you or you seri- or excuse me, or they seriously worry you, meaning you worry a lot about them. Mm. And what they found is that if you worry a lot or have sort of overwhelming demands from a partner or children, you have a 50 to 100% increased risk of dying during that 11-year period. Mm. So, worries. And we're not talking about little niggy, you know, sort of, I don't know, poke at you worries. We're talking about worry, right? Uh And feeling the pressure of demands from your partner are just a different expression of fear of loss. And in this case, it's the loss of your self-esteem or confidence that you won't be able to do good enough or come through enough, loss of their love and affection, again, because you won't be up to whatever the demand is. So even if you're not duking it out with your spouse, because a lot of people don't, but if you're worrying a lot or you're feeling pressure from the demands, once again, you need to work with yourself to figure out what am I afraid of losing? What do I need? And then have that conversation. So, so I mean, it's really the the stress then. Yes, it's that the that is kind of metastasizing into all these other diseases because of that stress. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the correlation between cancer, for example, and stress, or um, heart disease and stress, is is well established. Mm-hmm. And other things, all sorts of gastrointestinal disorders, autoimmune disorders. Not that they are caused by stress, but they are triggered, if you will, mm-hmm. by stress. We all have weak weak points in our physiology. Yeah. And stress aims at those. We uh, at Hitched, we write a column uh, called Marriage Minutes um, every week. And in it, we, we uh, highlight one, two, three 
uh, news items of the week that relate to marriage, marriage lifestyle type stuff. And a couple weeks back, um, in the, like the middle of August, uh, there was a story of a couple who – and this is mildly related, I suppose. They had been married for um, 62 years and uh, they had passed away just four hours apart. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing about that is when you then go and look at the research – um, it has been well established that uh, this is not a um, rare phenomenon, but it's actually relatively common. And there have been studies that show uh, couples uh, when one person dies, uh, the other person is 30% more likely to pass away in the following six months. And Correct. the numbers look even worse for men. Um and if their spouse is like seriously hospitalized, uh, they just have a couple years before their ticker gives out because uh, – I mean we, we've talked about how men internalize and, and are more emotional than women and it really affects the body. And so um, anyways, it's just it, – it just goes to show like how the emotions can affect the body in like really dramatic ways. And, and oh, yeah. can, can just shut it down uh, if it gets to that kind of a level. And, and when you're talking about fighting for 10 years in a row, um, it, it's the it's just the opposite too where if you've been in love for all these years uh, and this kind of thing happens, that stress just like puts you over, puts you over the edge, um, which mm-hmm. I find totally fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you, yeah. This this also makes me think of a little bit. Um, I don't know if you recall the second Ghostbusters. The first Ghostbusters just celebrated its 30th anniversary. Maybe that's why it's on my oh, mind. Oh my goodness! Um, but the second Ghostbusters, um, they in in it, um, there's a there's like a a pink slime that's kind of like oozing throughout the city, and uh, it it grows off of like the bad vibes of the the citizens of New York kind of a thing. And I just kind of mm-hmm. feel like, and they basically needed to like bring in some like cheer to, to squash uh, the bubbling slime. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like that's, that's like the visual I have with this of these couples are fighting, fighting and they're like river of slime just grows until it just consumes them and eventually yes. just takes them down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. There's a lot to be said for the power of energy, and we don't think about it a whole lot. But um, energy is either positive or negative, and the more of the negative you have, it, it's pretty simple. It impacts everything else. The more positive you have, it impacts everything else, and you could. That's why you can turn situations around. Um, the studies that have been done, and the doctor's name is escaping me right now, on cancer and laughter. Um, and using positive thinking and so forth. Uh, I mean, those studies are 30 and 40 years old, and it's it's well known. You can positively impact all sorts of things with good humor, love, affection, appreciation, cheer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one final thought I had on this uh, study out of Denmark, the one that we're talking about, um, <laughs> is one of the things that we have mentioned in the past is how couples who are married, happily married, I should say, live longer than couples who are not. And one of the reasons is 
uh, when there is that affection in the relationship, um, husband and wives kind of hold each other accountable for their health. Um, so yes. the wife will nudge the husband, like you need to make your doctor's appointment or you need to take your pills this morning and all that kind of stuff. And I also wonder if this, um, 11 year earlier passing, uh, can also be attributed to the fact that if you're fighting all the time, you're probably not waking up the next day and being like, Oh, don't forget to go to the doctor today. And I, I wonder <laughs> if that plays a little bit of Good a role point. as well. <laughs> it probably does. It probably does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this is, I mean, this is fascinating. So, um, for, for all those who have, uh, been listening, remember to look not at the fix, which I like to do, uh, look deeper as into what is the cause, like what is that fear and then address that fear first and foremost with, uh, Noelle's fantastic tips. So, um, hopefully this is helpful for you. And if nothing else, we just gave you guys 10 free years. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) you are welcome Uh, and for that uh, if you would like to uh, leave a comment or a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this from that could be your payment back to us and we greatly appreciate it Um, but in the meantime I want to thank you so much for your time Noelle it's it's always fascinating you always have these like really great topics uh, that you come up with and so I really appreciate it and um, and always looking forward to doing it again very soon Thank you so much. And uh, for the for those of you who have tuned into this podcast for the first time, I want to uh, introduce you uh, once again to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, another recent relationship book is Dangerous Relationships. Uh, she has um, several new business-related books out uh, for Kindle readers, and you can obviously read those on a Kindle device or on the free Kindle app, which you can download on any of your smartphones, Windows, Android, iPhones. Um, and uh, the one, the most recent one is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work, which is got tons of really great practical advice that you can put into action uh, just as these tips were today and uh, another is make more money by making your employees happy and so if you're actually in charge of people as Noel was just talking about how laughing can help cancer making your employees happy can make them more productive and that is a scientific fact so check it out um you can find all this information at Noelle's website, noellenelson.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is on Google Plus, on Facebook. We are on all the social platforms. We are on uh, Pinterest. If you haven't checked us out there, we, we post a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, we also have a Tumblr account um, where we post a lot of really great quotes. Um, we even have Instagram, and I'll be totally honest, we haven't uh, post as frequently uh, on Instagram as we do the other ones, but uh, check it out. We are working to become more involved in the Instagram community, so uh, look for us there, as well as Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and all that other stuff. So, um, And if, if you do have a question, uh, you, can, you can actually use the hashtag AskHitched. Uh, and tweet at us, um, or you know, tweet using the hashtag. And uh, if it's something that we think we can help you out with, we will we will get to it. So uh, we look forward to that as well. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. It's always a pleasure, and uh, I hope you have a great week. Thank you, Steve. 
All right, that's going to do it for us. Take care, everybody.